0: you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The feed hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit multrimobile.com. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. And on today's episode, I had about thirty minutes, twenty minutes to to kill. Uh so I texted Parker McDonald from the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast here on the Sportsman's Nation. And I was like, Hey dude, you what are you doing? He's like, I'm pretty busy and I go, Okay, let's record a podcast. And uh so he hopped on the phone with me and we kinda had a, a gear BS session and we talk about some of the products or some of the gear that if you took it away from us, it would impact us the most, right? So example, he hunts a lot as far as access with a kayak, right? We talk about, you know, what would happen if we took away his kayak or what would happen if he took away my lone wolf or or things like that. So it's actually a pretty fun episode, um, uh, just kind of a real fun BS session, but it, it makes you think about what kind of gear is important in the system that each individual hunters uh, you know hunter has because i'm sure my system and i'm talking clothing i'm talking bow and arrows and guns and boots and socks and all that stuff is different from everybody else's right because all we wanted we want to have the most confident system that we you know that we have confidence in and uh you know kind of because a lot of it has to do with confidence. And I've said confidence too much in this intro. But anyway, uh, it's a good episode. But before we get into today's episode, we got to do uh, three quick commercials here. And, and one thing that I talk about in this episode is my, my love for the Lone Wolf Portable Tree Stands. Um, I am a huge fan of the Four Sticks and the Assault. And that is my mobile setup. And that's also my, I guess, stationary setup as well like in the rut spots the four sticks they're just easy to hang uh easy to get up and down into the tree they're quiet they're made in america they're durable you can literally beat the shit out of these you can leave them in a tree you can drop them out of your truck and then they go out and then they perform so uh, although i wouldn't recommend it but they're a badass tree stand uh, LoneWolfHuntingProducts.com Take a look at all of the, uh, the products That these guys offer Whether you want the Assault Which is a smaller hang on The uh, Alpha which is a bigger hang on The Sticks They have a hunt ready system And then they have some accessories as well So um, while you're there At LoneWolfHuntingProducts.com Enter the discount code If you decide to purchase eh, Where's it at? 9FC21 9FC two, 2 one and we can long story short you can get fifty dollars off any purchase over 200 bucks so take advantage of that that's off any tree stand they have, $50 off a set of sticks, whatever. It's $50 off anything over $200. That's a pretty good discount. Uh, Second, we have the average conservationist. These guys are doing great things because 10% right off the top uh, of this lifestyle brand, you know, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, cool logo, tees, um, they're giving 10% of their income To some form of conservation effort, whether it is at a local level, a a state level, a national level, Um, these guys are giving back, and I wish a lot more companies in the hunting industry would do that. There's multi-million dollar companies within the hunting industry that just... It almost comes off like they don't give a shit about conservation. And Marcus and the crew over at the Average Conservationist, they're, they're talking the talk and they're walking the walk. They're also a 2% for certified uh, uh, business as well. So let me just kind of run through my favorite uh, hats and tees real quick. So I'm a huge fan of the general hat, the general trucker hat. I'm a huge fan of the camp crew neck. I'm a huge fan of the uh, the fixed hat. Uh, it's called the fixed hat, and it's basically a, a little leather patch with a broadhead on it. That it just looks badass. I'm a huge fan of what's the other one that I wore the other day? Uh, Where's it? Oh, um, <laughs> don't tell Marcus this, but the average conservationist, the fly fishing tee that I'm wearing right now. I've never, uh, I've never been. I've only been fly fishing actually a couple times. And I, the I got it and I cut the sleeves off of it <laughs> because I don't know why. I just that day I wanted a, a cut off tee and I did, and it's very comfortable. So uh, and and then there's a whole bunch of other like they have hoodies, they have um, a whole bunch of other products that you need to go and check out. Theaverageconservationist.com, badass apparel, go check them out. Lastly, hunt stand. This past this past weekend, actually Friday and the previous weekend i've been out and i've been doing a lot of setting trail cameras setting tree stands doing scouting uh, all that stuff and i've been documenting everything that i find or every uh, tree stand location all that stuff i've been documenting it on hunt stand right you drop these little pins all over the place and you you can see where you've left your uh, tree stand you can see where you left your uh, trail camera you can see where there's an old rub or scrape or a trail or you know in season you you see a, a, a buck running across the field you can you can mark all that you can you can save trail camera pictures in there they have basically a filing system for trail camera systems in hunt stand this app allows you to it, there, it, there's so much functionality and i just find myself playing around on it um, and the more information that you have saved to hunt stand through your scouting uh All of it adds up over time, and you basically have this journal of information that you can use to make better decisions when picking uh, tree stand locations, right? It it shows wind direction. They have a variety of different maps that you can choose from, whether it's topographic, whether it's satellite, whether it's uh, property boundaries like public and private. Um, It has landowner information, a whole bunch, a whole slew of different things. So I'm going to recommend you go to HuntStand.com com and read up on it or if you want to download it you can download it for free at um, Apple Play Store or um, Google Play Store or any place that apps are downloaded um, you can go check that out and if you want to upgrade you can upgrade for 30 bucks. that's it $30 and you get all of this functionality It's that's why it's the number one downloaded uh, hunting app that there is so huntstand.com go check it out other than that, we've done the intro, let's get into today's episode, episode, episode with my man Parker from Southern Ground. All right, my Sportsman's Nation brother from Southern Ground Podcast, hunting pod, Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, Parker McDonald. What's up, man? How's it going, Dan? It's going Doing all good. right. It's going good. It's humid here in Iowa. Is it humid down there in Alabama?
1: It's always humid. It's always humid. In Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, It's never not humid in Alabama. Yeah. Um, you walk outside right now, especially right now we've had rain, like just little rainstorms just all week, man. Like a, a pile of rain will come through, then it'll be sunny. Then a couple hours later, another pile of rain will come through. And so it's like you walk outside and you immediately feel like you just jumped into a swimming pool because it's so humid. Yeah
0: yeah we're we're dealing with some humidity here in iowa but uh i don't know it, that's the humidity helps the corn grow is from what i heard uh 80 to de, 80 degrees with 80 percent humidity is the best growing conditions for corn from what i've been told it's 90 it, here right now though
1: our corn grows in bags out here i don't know how y'all does it <laughs> uh, our uh, walmart's I, I guess they patented it but uh Walmart sells it by the bag. And so that's how we pretty much buy our corn.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Alabama. Um, So I had a guy back out and we, I needed a guest today. So I called you up. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm really busy at work. And then I said, well, I need, I need you to hop on. So you, you made room in your schedule for me and well, uh,
1: I'm happy. I'm honored to be your second choice, Dan.
0: Great. Hey man uh actually you're my first choice. You're my first choice after a scheduled get guest dropped. So look at it that okay. way.
1: Okay, I'll look at it that
0: way. I need to change my perspective. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And we're going to be we're gonna, we're having a gear BS session today. And I want to talk about the importance of some of the products that both of us kind of use um throughout the year, uh the style of um you know, the style of uh, hunters that we are, and then at the same time talk about the impact that some of this gear has on us. So I kind of, uh, you know, because I'm up north, weather's different than the south where, where you're at. Um, so I'm just going to kind of kick it off and ask you this question. If I was to take away, well, I guess, what is your most important product or piece of equipment that you use throughout your season that if I took it away from you it would have
1: an absolutely
0: huge impact
1: man uh, that's a tough one I can think of so many things that like I'm a, I'm a kind of a minimalist when it comes to gear to when it comes to hunting gear but at the same time I have a lot of things that are, are super important to me but I like to um I like to say that I could do it without all of them, but uh there's I, I could break it down to three things and uh <clears throat> number one is uh some type of water craft. So I use a new canoe, um, kayak and the majority of my hunting in, at least in Alabama is done by water. Like and that's just like anybody who follows Southern Ground or anything that we do, they know that I that's how I like to hunt. It gets me away from so much pressure, man. And so, um, having in, I'm, I'm, I'm a brand guy because I have sponsors, um, like new canoe, but at the same time, like I hadn't always used a new canoe and I, I was, I was successful. So I, I never try to say that one specific brand is the reason why I'm have success. But, yeah. um, does that kind of make sense? Like a watercraft of some kind is, yeah. is pretty important to me yeah. for the way that I'm down here.
0: Yeah. So you're, what you're saying is you, you jump in the water a lot and you're back door and all these pieces, uh, all this, this property. Right. And if that, I took that canoe away from you, you'd have to rethink your strategy coming off the road. Do you think your success level would go down because of the new access now?
1: If you would have asked me that like three years ago, I would have said, Yeah. Um, but honestly now I would say, I would say no. And part of that is because I was, I've been able to get into some of these areas that don't, don't see pressure, um, and really study deer and become a student of the woods. Just, just by nature of like, I'm getting away from the the deer that I'm hunting are not hunted hard. Yeah. And so I'm able to, to really find the stuff that deer like and the things that the deer, um, want to be around and the way that they travel and, and all this stuff, I've just become a student of that to the point where, uh, actually a buddy of mine, um, that hunts real similar the way I do. We hunt the same areas. I met him out there and this past year, his boat motor, just like his, he couldn't get a prop for his motor and all this stuff. And so he was kind of SOL with it. And, uh, he had to try his hand at just walk in access and, sure enough, man, like one of the first times he goes and walks in, he kills a bigger buck than he's ever killed on the water access. And we got to talking, he's like, man, I really think hunting out here and hunting this way has helped me become better at just deer hunting in general. And so I would say the same thing I've noticed in my out of state trips that I go on. Um, I'm because of the, the encounters that I've had with deer on my water access spots and learning that kind of stuff, I'm able to kind of translate that a little bit better than I used to, um, even walking in. So I think I would still be successful. I, I'm a grinder man. And I like to, I like to do things. I like to go all in and, and really work hard. And I spend a lot of time in the woods and I absorb every amount of information I can. And so, um, now I think, you know, I could, I could get away without doing it at this point. I just really like doing it that way. Like yeah. it's just more fun to me to do it that way. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't think it would, I don't think it would, it would hurt my feelings if I couldn't do it. Um, but I still think I would be successful. Yeah. I, I really. All right.
0: So, uh, so the impact wouldn't necessarily be as big as one would think if I took away your kayak. Now, um, you, you mentioned three products there. What were the other two that, you, okay, So. That you
1: um, the, there's three things that have kind of revolutionized the way that I hunt. One of them is, is the, obviously the watercraft number two is, uh, a saddle, uh, a tree saddle. And number three is, um, my phone. I mean, there's so much good stuff that you can get on your phone that helps you become a better deer hunter, or at least prepare for your hunts better. Uh, obviously you got things like on hunt stand, uh, Uh, Spartan Forge is a big one and they're about to get even, even bigger, uh, and, and have a huge impact, I think, on the way that people hunt. And so, uh, that's why my phone's important. Now, if you took my phone away, I still feel like I could figure things out, but man, having those, having those boundary lines on public land areas and being able to see, vegetation. And I mean, that stuff's just so valuable. Yeah, it is so valuable. And you're able to you're able to cut down your time, right? Like, like, you could go and put boots on the ground and do it the old school way and and do that. And I definitely try to do that as much as I can. But on X kind of gives you the ability to see have at least an idea of what you're going to see when you get there. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty valuable, man. And then obviously the, the other thing that I mentioned was a tree saddle. That's just, that's helped me tremendously too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was playing around on a hunt stand last night and just kind of going over some of my hunting properties and, um, and just looking at the, you know, the, the topo lines mostly to see if I, to see where I, the mosquitoes were so bad the other uh, day when I went to go hang a couple tree stands and I put them in the right spot. Um, uh, so what I do is I'll lay down a, you know, a little pin drop there and say this is in this area is where I want the the tree stand to go. And then I'll actually put the tree stand up in that area and then I'll, I'll mark it through um, uh, GPS, uh, the, the actual tree stand. And I always like to see how far off I am from where I thought I should be from where I actually uh, set up. And I'm looking at... I look at that and I'm just like Jesus, man. Like the impact there of of being able to scout and look at property digitally versus only learning about it. Like because I'll I'll look at a piece of property with um, you know on hunt stand and I'll say and I'll go okay well he, this is a narrowed down version I, I, I don't want to look here don't want to look here don't want to look here it um, concentrates my scouting and then the next thing you know you're not having to walk an entire property to find the best possible spots because you've already found them through digital scouting so um, right yeah you're 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 dead on there now what,
1: so, what let me ha- ask you this, yeah go ahead uh, you don't mind um, so you mentioned using using Hunt Stand, um, Like, I know you hunt a little bit out of state. Yep. Do you find that uh, those type of apps on your phone, map apps, or, you know, if you're... I, I know you've done some uh, mule deer hunting on public land and stuff like that. Does that kind of... Are you able to make your decision on where you want to go and where you want to spend your time by using those type of applications like that?
0: Yeah. So as far as the efficiency in my time, when I get out there, um, I I will scout digitally. And then when I get out there, um, my decision-making process is pretty quick, right? If I go out there and I don't see anything, I'm gone. Or if I see yeah. something, I know how much time I'm going to put out there, right? So it gives me a good starting point. I'm not driving around, you know, looking for, Uh, walk-in or public or, or, you know, state ground or whatever, I'm, I'm go I'm already going someplace. It cuts time out. I'm walking in, I'm looking if there's nothing there, I'm gone to the next spot. Right. So it allows me to have a backup to a backup spot, to a backup spot, to a backup spot, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I was young and uh, we didn't do a lot of public land hunting when I was young, but when we would come visit Alabama, uh, which is where I live now, we'd come and visit our family here. Um, we would hunt on public land. And one of the things that we had to do, we always had to do was go and get a map of the property. So we knew exactly what our boundaries were. And even with that, you still don't always know for sure exactly where your boundary is. And so, um, you think about the amount of time that that's cut, cut down, being able to use those type of places. You don't have to go find a gas station that has a map. And then, learn the map and figure out the map and and follow directions on a physical map, you're actually able to use it like interactively and already have those plans made. And I was thinking about, as you were talking a while ago, I was thinking about a guy, uh, we're actually gonna release a podcast tomorrow, a guy that we're having on. And one of the things that he talked about, this dude's from Mississippi, his name's Jeremy Aaron from Mississippi, and the dude is a straight up killer all the time every time he goes out of state it seems like he's getting on a big deer and we got to talking about it I was like man what are you doing like you have an exceptional amount of success on these out-of-state trips on places that you've never stepped foot on he's like well here's what I do so I go to my maps and I look at my maps online on my phone or whatever and I study them and I try to find the places that are most similar to what I what I feel like I know how to hunt best here at home yeah. And he's like, I'm looking at tree types. I'm looking at vegetation. I'm looking at terrain and I'm trying to find those areas that look most like what I know how to hunt here at home in Mississippi. And that one to me was just like, duh, you know, like, yeah. why don't mo- more people do that? And we're able to do that now. We have that at our fingertips, literally where we can just go and freaking find exactly what we need, exactly what we're looking for. And it, like you said, it, it may not be exact, like exactly where you put your pin may not be where you need to go, but if you can find, I'm a firm believer too, that there's big bucks everywhere and it's just a matter of figuring them out. Like you're always, I, I feel like you're always going to be close to a big deer, no matter where you're at, yeah. except for maybe Florida. Florida may be a little bit different. Right. Um, But I feel like you're always like, I feel like behind my house, there's, you know, 150 acres of woods and there's probably a big buck that lives out there. And so you just got to figure out how he's using that, that piece of property. And so I don't get too caught up on, well, this part of the state's better than this. And this part of the state's better than this. I just want to find those places that I, that have things similar to what I'm used to hunting and Onyx, Spartan Forge, Hunt Stand, those type of Google Maps, Google Earth, Google Earth it makes it possible to do that. So that's a pretty important thing for me for
0: Absolutely. sure. I couldn't agree more now. What would happen if I took your saddle away? Well, for, let me ask you this. What were you doing before saddle hunting?
1: All right. So before saddle hunting, I wasn't filming and, um, I hunted out of a climber and it was heavy. You know, it would definitely limit where I was hunting. Um, more so than I feel like I'm limited. Now, if you were to take away my saddle now, knowing what I know and having learned quite a few things, I would probably just hunt from the ground all the time. And, uh, I probably would, other than when I'm rifle hunting, if I was rifle hunting, I'd probably try to figure out a way to get in a climber and, and get like a, a lone wolf, uh, one of the lone wolf hand climbers or something like that, a lightweight one where you could get up in a tree. But, um, man, I'm telling you the saddle, I've, I've spent all weekend at a deer show at the Birmingham deer show, uh, at the tethered booth and, uh, showing guys how to use a saddle. And so I feel like I'm pretty fresh on this, this whole, uh, whole spiel right here, but it definitely is more lightweight than a tree stand. And I get, I get so pissed off, man, whenever, uh, (laughs) I see all these companies coming out with like saddle platforms that are like, as big as a tree stand platform, I'm like, well then just take a freaking tree stand. Like, it's like, stop. The reason we get into this game is because we want a lightweight, efficient system. And, um, and so they, you know, it is what it is. People make their money and I'm not against that. I power to them, but I think like big, huge platforms, it's just not anything that I'm interested in. Uh, so it cuts weight. Like that's what my first goal is with, with the saddle is cutting weight and um and and bulk you yeah. know i can carry everything i can carry all my camera gear my sticks my platform i wear my saddle and i carry it all i just carry a backpack basically yeah. and uh and i able to and there's there's other ways too that i don't do that you can lighten your load even more and do a one stick method and all that stuff and so there's 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 huge benefit to that but there's also benefit to uh, filming out of a saddle you're able to get you're able to get a little bit better angle on um, on uh, like a 360 degree uh, angle around the tree easier in a saddle than you could with a tree stand yeah so that's beneficial and that's you know that's what I do I sell film a lot um, but then you're also you've got 360 degree shooting ability out of the saddle and I can tell you I there is I always try to set up for that left side strong side type shot but man I've shot deer all the way around the tree yeah you know like I there there's yeah I'm just thinking about that last season I had shot opportunities and shot deer literally every spot around the tree I, I can't think of one no, no deer came in the, the same way. They're all in different spots and it didn't put me at any disadvantage. Yeah. And so, you know, that's definitely changed the way that I hunt too. And saddle hunting is kind of like a cult, like CrossFit. Everybody jokes about it. Um,
0: <laughs> My favorite you know, is that, that meme where there's like four guys standing over top of a coffin and the preacher is like, does anybody have any final words? And the last guy in line goes, I'm a saddle hunter.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah and and it's funny those type of memes it, it the tone of voice is all on how you perceive it. Yeah. So the way you perceive it is like I'm a saddle hunter. I perceive it like hey, I'm a saddle hunter, you know, yeah. somebody yelling that. Yeah. Because that's and and that stuff is driving it it drives me crazy. So I, this is funny. And I'll uh, I'll give you an example. So you know this Dan, I used to vape, right? Yep. Um and I, I literally stopped doing it. Uh, because everybody I knew that did, it was like, like you go into a vape shop and it's just a bunch of people that you don't want to be associated with at all. And, uh, it's like somebody, my, my one of my buddies asked me, he's like, so why don't you stop vaping? I was like, cause everybody I know that vapes is kind of gay. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he thought that was funny. And it's kind of like that with saddle hunting. Like I, I'm on these groups and these forums and stuff. And I'm like, these guys are digging their own grave by acting like this, yeah. like those mean, so yeah. true. Yeah. And, uh, I don't mean to offend anybody that's on this, listen to this podcast. That's a saddle hunter and is very passionate about it. I'm passionate about it. I love it. I think it's great, but it's, uh, it's just the way that I like to hunt. It doesn't, everybody doesn't have to hunt that way. I don't care.
0: Yeah. Dude, I'm the same way with my lone wolf, right? Um, mm-hmm. man, you take that thing away from me, my, and I have to, let's just say I have to use a Hawk or a millennium, or a a different brand right it it would suck because of straight up the leveling capabilities of the tree stand so you need a uh, a a straight portion of a tree to set a majority of those tree stands up those hang-ons up and now i'm sitting cockeyed in a tree and i don't know if you've ever sat in a stand that's cockeyed it it straight up sucks to to do Uh that so uh, you, you take, you take that tree stand away from me and it just, it it will make you not want to be mobile if you have the yeah. wrong equipment to do it. Now, would I still force myself to do it? Yeah, I would, but man, sure. you, t- you take away that, you take away that lone wolf, man. And I'm, I, I'd probably like you, I'd be hunting and I'd be, I'd rather bring a shovel to dig a hole and sit in the ground than, try to work my way up a tree with equipment that really isn't met for mobile hunting. So, right. And, and by the way, I can't, I don't know if you hear that. There's um, a spray plane, you know, that flies over the fields and sprays uh-huh. currently going over the field behind my house. So every once in a while there, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but there's a, um, an airplane just buzzing the top of all the houses in the neighborhood. So yeah, there's that anyway. Um, all right. So, we've talked about those types of products. Now I'm going to add a couple. And I know that this is um, one thing that I really, I don't know, man, you want to talk about passionate about it's like Merino wool. Okay, man, I've hunted in all sorts of weather conditions and whether it's 85, 90 degrees to negative 10 degrees. And once I started wearing Merino, Merino wool, Uh, it was night and day difference. Like I was just more comfortable and could last longer in the woods, whether that was a base layer or whether it was, you know, some Merino socks or something like that. And I can just, I can still feel the cold, wet cotton shirts or long johns that I used to wear before I switched to Merino where i was uh-huh. just wet and cold and uncomfortable for hours on end because i was sweating that much walking to my tree stand so yeah if you take away i'll still go hunt but i'll be uncomfortable and i'll be ornery and like just just not comfortable and when you're not comfortable man you don't you just want to get out of the tree stand so I, I think like one one product that's had one of the biggest impacts on me is quality i don't want to say quality because some people think quality means expensive i mean merino wool right products that are made from merino both sock and base layers and that has allowed me to just straight up be more comfortable in the woods
1: dude i cannot agree more with that um merino it even more so for turkey hunting because out here during turkey season it's hot it's muggy you're sweating like crazy and the marina wool, just absolutely awesome. Um, early season, you're hunting. It's great. But even then, then you think about, um, late season and, uh, having a system that is not bulky, but also still effective and keeping you warm is a big deal. And merino definitely does that also like, a a, a a, a puffy jacket of some kind, um, is just awesome. Cause even a puffy jacket, is not nearly as bulky as a lot of the other stuff that I used to wear from Walmart. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so effective. It's, it might be a little bit puffy because that's in the name, but it's not, it's still not as bulky as other stuff, but right. far more effective. Right. And so like everything, everything, I guess like in a nutshell, Dan, like everything that I use, I use it for a reason. I don't just use yeah. it because I want to take a picture of it Yeah. Uh, and put it on Instagram. I'm not just doing it for the gram. Like I, everything that I use, I'm using for a reason and it's part of my system. Yeah. So if you take any of it out of my system, it's going to take me to, it's going to take me a while to figure out something else. But, you know, I, I try to use everything that I have be, uh, a significant part of my system, Yeah. you know, from the socks, the boots, the, the clothes that I'm wearing, the elevated Whatever I'm using to elevate myself in a tree, um, I would say, honestly, this is crazy. The thing that I put the least amount of thought into is the weapon of choice. Yeah. Right? Like my bow, I shoot my bow. I try to get it right. But I don't really care if it's a Hoyt or a Matthews or a Prime or it's a It's small
0: or, part of the process. The, yeah. You know, it's, it's just like least the 30 things. seconds. 30 seconds leading up to and obviously we all want to be efficient with our weapon but the clothing the gear the things that you're sitting in all day long for me you're right have more thought process put in behind it than my I guess my bow and arrows I I have my preferences just like everybody does but man I, I don't I don't know I the my system is my system for a reason and it's not I mean, I I had a good point to make and I just lost it, but um, I'll say this, that sometimes some of of those things in my system just aren't hunting related. Like they're not hunting industry type products like the pants that I wear or my insulation layer. Shit, my insulation layer uh, this past two years has been a Eddie Bauer puffy jacket, right? You know, Eddie Bauer doesn't have their own highs you know like camo patterns and things like that so um i don't know but parker man this was a very quick episode this was like a, a fill in the gap episode uh i really appreciate you taking uh 26 minutes and 20 seconds out of your day to hop on this podcast and bs with me man really appreciate it
1: absolutely danny time anytime